You're listening to Redemption City Church. For more information, check us out at redemptioncitychurch.com. this morning, everything we need is in you. Um, I think we've said over this time a few times that uh, Jesus is God's total provision for all men's need for all time. And uh, truthfully for me, that's really what that song is about. Everything we need is in you, Jesus. What a great reminder. Thanks, Caleb. Appreciate it. I guess this is our new normal at least for the next couple of weeks redemption city church uh, i'd love to say great to see you but i can't actually see you besides for about the five or six people that are here in my living room with me this morning but it is great to be with you good morning or good afternoon wherever i am and wherever you are uh, i trust you're doing well in and through this current season i want to remind you real quick of of what i shared last week psalm 23 and um uh, we spoke about the Lord is my shepherd, but there's this one line that I really loved, and it simply says this, though we go through the valley of the shadow of death, and I think the critical word there for us in this current crisis is through. We, we are going to go through this. Our great shepherd is going to lead us through this. We will go through this. We're not going to make camp here. We're going to get through this because Jesus is leading us on. I want you to know that you can reach out to us. The pastoral team is praying for you. But please reach out to any one of us should you need prayer or help in any way. We've set up a dedicated uh, email address for prayer needs or help needs um, that you can email, email us on. And it simply is prayer at redemptioncitychurch.com. Prayer at redemptioncitychurch.com. These are wild days, unprecedented days, uncertain days. And as the world... And I mean, really, the whole world is wrestling with this current crisis. We have a hope and a savior that will see us through. While all the news around us is bad, coronavirus, stock market up and down in wild swings, while we burden for our neighbors and our nation and situation and circumstances, it's not a burden that drives us to fear and panic, but it's a burden that beckons us to our knees in prayer. We don't pray from a hopeless place. We pray from a place of hope and security with our eyes lifted towards Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one of whom it says he who started a good work in us will bring it to completion. We come from a place of hope and security because we have a Savior that went to the cross for us, proving his sacrifice was sufficient by rising on the third day and that death was defeated. The wrath of God has been completely satisfied. Now listen, friends, in all of the news that's going around now, all of the bad news that's going around now, that really is good news. We have a hope and a savior. We have a hope and a future. In all of the bad news, and I've become famous all over the world for saying this line, the gospel really is good news. And the gospel gets gooder and gooder. And in these days of bad news, this is some really good news. And now it seems like it is gooder and gooder, the worse the world gets and the worst other news gets. So we have some really, really good news. I want to say this, Redemption City Church, we have never been about a building 
and was thinking about it this morning in some way us losing our venue uh, at the beginning of February in some way kind of almost prepared us I guess that is a word prepared but almost prepared us for what we in now and so uh, I guess in some way we got about a month jump start on this we're out of our building for most of February and then uh, really only met twice in in March at our new venue and now we and now we're back to this but it it feels like God has led us through this thing. Uh, quote that Psalm often, Psalm 73, verse 23, God, you've led us by our right hand. And we could say the same thing in this very situation again. Lord, you have led us by our right hand. So redemption has never been built around a building. It's always been centered around Christ. And our mission statement reads like this. We are a Christ-centered, gospel-saturated community on mission. We are a Christ-centered, gospel-saturated community on mission. And not one of those things has anything to do with a building. Christ-centered simply means this. Jesus is the central theme, personality, and focus of all we do. We've never built around any other personality other than the personality of Jesus. No rock star worship leaders, no celebrity preachers, just Jesus lifted high in all we do. We are gospel-saturated, again, in everything we do. Saturated by the love and the mercy and the grace of the gospel. In everything we do, we want everything to feel the grace of the gospel. Our parenting, our finances, our marriages, our partnerships in the gospel and fellowship in the gospel, everything saturated by the goodness and the grace of God. We are a community. We're not a bunch of individuals. We're an ecclesia, the Greek word calls us. An ecclesia, group of people called together for mission. Yes, we are. We're an ecclesia, group of people called together for mission and purpose. And we are on that mission. And that is to bring the love of Christ to our neighbors, our neighborhoods, and indeed the nations of the world. What incredible times we find ourselves in, friends. Matthew 25, I won't read it. Uh, trust that you can either hit pause and read it or follow along as we go along. For the sake of time, I'm, I'm going to dive into it. We all know that text in Matthew 25. It's the, it's the story of the, of the uh, landowner who went away, the master who went away and left talents with, his, uh, with three of his servants. And uh, you can find in Matthew 25 from verse 14 to verse 30. And it tells us this, that the kingdom of God is like a man who went on a journey. And what that man did was he gave talents. Um, you can't see people. I actually am pointing at people. I just want to point that out. In case you think I'm weird and just looking off in random directions. There are actually people sitting over there. But but what he did was, was uh, the, the, the Bible says, like a man who went on a journey. Like a master who went on a journey. And he gave talents. To one he gave five. To another he gave three. To another he gave two. He goes away and returns. And the one who has received the five talents and doubled it, earned five more. To that servant, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. To the one that he gave two talents, that servant also doubled it. And again, the master says to that servant, well done, good and faithful servant. The servant that only received the one talent was a little bit nervous. He was a little bit afraid. And so he took that single talent and hid it and buried it and simply returned to the master. When the master returned, he simply returned to the master what he had been given. And to that servant, there was not this great commendation of well done, good and faithful servant. Rather, there were some harsher words in this, you wicked, lazy servant. I'm sure we can see the parallel here. Jesus has gone on a journey to return, 
Jesus is coming back, friends. Again, the hope and the good news, the resurrection of Christ, and the fact that we have a hope in heaven. Jesus is going to return. But he has left us, his servants, talents. Left us, his servants, talents. Each one of us has gifts and talents. Each one of us has something in our hand. Each one of us has been given something we can do with what we have been given. This is not the season. This is not the season for us, the ecclesia, the people of God, the church of God, to be burying our talents. This is the time. This is the season for us to be reaching out and investing in people's lives, investing what we have. Be that in prayer. Let's pray for one another. Be that in texting, calling, reaching out to one another. Sandy and I have often said, you know, we, we relocated to the United States 20 years ago. And when we landed here, we had no family at all. We've often said this, you only understand the church as your family when the church is your family. And for, for years in California and, and still to this day, my, my kids spread out a little bit. My daughter in Chicago, my other son back in South Africa, my two boys up at, up at college in Greeley. To us, truthfully, the church, we don't, still don't really have extended family here. The church is our family. We only understand the church as your family when the church is your family. We've been so blessed this week, even ourselves personally, as we've tried to reach out, but people reaching out to us, encouraging us, stirring us, loving on us. I tell you, in this week, friend, in these times, I've been glad to be part of a faith family. So we can be that in prayer. We can be that in texting. We can be that in sharing with those that are in need. This is the time to be sharing. This is not the time for the people of God to be hoarding and holding on to stuff. This is the time for us to be sharing what we have um, with us. Heard a great story yesterday about a mom who had no baby wipes. And through this incredible RCC community, within a couple of hours, had four packs of baby wipes. Let me tell you, that seems like such a little thing right now. But I tell you now, in this time, that's a big thing. That we can share and bless and reach out and stretch ourselves and give of exactly what we have. We can do that by sharing the gospel. Again, heard stories this week of two people being led to the Lord. Two people giving their lives to the Lord in this week. And again, we've often spoken about that. I've always said my dream for the church is, is that uh, text in, in the book of Acts where it says, And the Lord added to their number daily those who have been saved. And I'm like, well, how does that happen if we don't meet daily? You know, the, the, the Bible tells us the church in the book of Acts met daily. They met from home to home. And so you kind of get it. Okay, but God added to their, to their number daily those who have been saved. But I tell you what, these are the days for us to trust for that. Because we're not meeting at all. But we can be reaching out with the gospel. We can be reaching out in prayer. We can be reaching out with care. We can be sharing. And we can be showing the love of God to those around us. And let's trust for even in this time for God to add to his church daily those who are being saved. I want to tell you this, friends, the, the coronavirus can stop us meeting together because that's what they've asked of us. That's what they've required of us. But it cannot, cannot stop us from being the church God has called us to be. Nothing can ever stop us from that. We've seen churches thrive in the most adverse condition. The underground church in China that, that, that has grown by millions while under extreme persecution. Coronavirus can never stop us from being the church God has called us to be. Cannot stop us from loving people. Cannot stop us from praying for people. Cannot stop us serving people or reaching out to people with the love of God. Nothing can ever stop the church from doing those things. Truthfully, uh, 
sometimes can get a little bit naughty here. But truthfully, this is what the church has always been called to do. And I, I, would, I would hazard a guess to say that most pastors have prayed for their people to do these things. To reach out, to love, to share, to pray for each other, to share the gospel. Church has been praying, pastors have been praying for their church to do this. For decades, maybe even hundreds of years, I don't know. But forever, this is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been waiting for. And now, friends, the moment is on us. And now we've got no choice. Now we've been led to this moment. I'm convinced of that. Led by the hands of God. Let's love one another. Let's share with one another. Let's pray with one another. Let's bear with one another. 59 one another's in the scripture. 59 one another's in the scripture. Nobody can stop us from doing that. That we can do. I want to say this, church. We love you. We're praying for you. You're in our hearts and in our prayers at this time. Be encouraged. Keep your eyes on Jesus and his unshakable kingdom. And please reach out if you have any prayer needs or you need anything at this time. We love you guys. This is time for the church to arise. It's not the time to shrink back. Not the time for us to hide our gifts and our talents. But the time for us to deal with open hands and open hearts with the people around us. Trusting for great gospel fruit. Trusting for the love of God to change the situation. Maybe not change the situation in like suddenly Corona isn't there, but change the situation for people that are really struggling through this thing. I want to remind you to pray for our first responders. As always, and, and we often say that in the case of like a fire or an emergency, everybody's running out, they're running in. While we're self-isolating, they call to transport people and deal with people and all of these things. Pray for our first responders. Pray for our veterans. Some of those guys are in a real tough place. Still in America today, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Let's pray for our veterans. If you know somebody that's served, reach out to them at this time with the love of God. Let's, let's pray for emergency workers and those that can't be self-isolated. Those that have to be in their, in their place of business, dealing with other people that are perhaps sick. This is a time for the church to arise, friends. This is a time for the church to arise. Feels a little awkward. Feels like we're not vibing and we're not doing... What, what we usually do by gathering in our big groups, and, that, and those are, I, I absolutely love those times of, of corporate worship with a choice. When I'm standing in the front row, the worship team's up there, church is roaring behind me. This is just a different season. This is just a different season, but the church can still roar in this season. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. Hope to talk to you soon. Reach out, text, FaceTime, do whatever you have to do to stay in touch. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. God bless you, Redemption City Church.